and it's another episode of Every Playlist Tells a Story <laughs> with me, Todd, and my buddy over there, Wango. What's up, Wango? Doing the tango, Daddy. I think that's sticking. I think that's sticking. Wango tango. I think, yeah. Jimmy, the Wango. I got a face like a Maserati. That's right. Uh, here we go again. What's going on? What's new in your world, Jims? Oh, you know what? Here, before we start, I'd like to make an offering to you. How do you feel about a little tiny bottle of Fireball? Have I ever told you my one-time encounter of Fireball? Let's have it. Um, it was a tailgate up at, at Indiana IU football party. IU football party. Uh, yeah. Tailgate for before the game. Right. F- first time I ever tried Fireball. <clears throat> and um, I got so hammered mm-hmm. on Fireball. Because I just I'm a beer drinker, right? I'm not a liquor drink. I drink liquor like beer, which is bad. And for those that you don't that don't know, Fireball is a cinnamon flavored whiskey. It is an instrument of Satan. It has a picture of the devil in the front. I uh, when I got home, I my bare foot hit the door frame mm-hmm. um, of the bathroom and lost a nail. I was training for a marathon. Nice. And uh, had to take time off till I got that situated. Right. Several weeks off. Okay. All because of Fireball. And I have not touched it since. And I will never touch it again. Okay, so that's no. So I'm listening <laughs> to your story going, I don't know if this is, I don't know if he's going to do it or not. <laughs> no. no. Okay. All right. No. Huh? I, I appreciate the offer. All right. But I will stick to beer. That is like, you know, that's. Yeah. You know, there's some people go in the big wave pool at the water park. Right. I'm hanging out with the little kids. Okay, yeah. Because say, I, I know my zone. You're in the shallow. I know that's, where I belong. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and the the Gulf Shores trip this year, one of the cousins, I guess, like, come around a corner and just handed me, his, you know, these little shot-sized bottle, airplane-sized bottles, just come around the corner and handed me one. It was funny because we were, we were at the store somewhere. And they've got like 10 packs of these things in a freezer. And I jokingly said, oh, man, we ought to get those. And I didn't. But uh, good old Nathan come popping around the corner with one handed to me. He couldn't say no. Surprise. And huh? I was like, you know what? This is kind of delicious. So got home. Oh, they are delicious. Got home and bought me a little four-pack of them, threw them in the freezer, and uh, got through two or three of them. And then the 4th of July weekend was coming up, and I got ambitious and Went up and got the ten back, and just never had tonight's first night. I'm getting into it, so. Oh, okay, gotcha. How many you got left then? I guess. Well, eight. Subtract. Yeah. Well, you haven't touched that. Well, you got nine. Well, I've got nine. Yeah, because yeah, I, I let you down. Yeah. Well, you didn't let me down. I I didn't know. I took a chance. Uh, you know. <laughs> you seem to have a lot of stories about booze that end badly. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing you've you've kind of made the choice that you know what, I'm not. Don't even offer me anything outside of what I'm doing. Well, you know, what, I haven't. What dr- works for me? I haven't drank vodka since I was 14. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Dark eyes one night. Oh, that's oh, the, that dark eyes is the devil. Holy mackerel! Shit, I think no. we all got a dark eye story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Liquor is just <laughs> not me, Daddy. I'm sorry. All right, all right, man. That's. But you know, the only liquor I trust is uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, well, you sure, yeah. Try yeah. true. Yeah, because even when I had my worst bender on Jack Daniels, I woke up, I was still drunk, but I felt great. Yeah, 
Yeah. That, that's the only liquor. I don't know why. That's it's right. the only one I trust. So the fine folks at Jack Daniels, if you're uh This episode is looking, sponsored by looking Jack for Daniels. A, looking for a podcast. Tennessee blended whiskey. Looking for a podcast to maybe sell your uh product. If you want to see heaven, if you're, if you're drink look, old number if you're seven. Looking for a podcast that reaches tens of people. Tens if not <laughs> tens of people. <laughs> Singles of people. Hey, if that reminds me, so I was just out of sheer curiosity today. I just went to the app. You know, we use Anchor to upload these to the internet, and uh, they've got a thing where it shows all the episodes and how many plays on each one. One of them stands out very strong, and it's. I mean, for me, I'm impressed by the number. It's not a it huge spikes. number. There's a spike. There's a hundred, hundred twenty listens on this one particular episode. Oh yeah, which song was it? Can you it? take a guess? Uh the um Iron Maiden power play. No. It was a strong contender. Um Trucker Clock. The Trucker Clock C D. Are you serious? Evidently you've struck a chord with the with, uh, with the people with the trucker clock selections. I mean, you, I'm just I'm telling you this because you may want to I'm sure we haven't gotten through the catalog yet. Oh no, we just barely yeah, tapped oh, it. Yeah, just just gotten what probably 30 minutes into the road trip if that if that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i haven't even popped the uh mountain dew yet on that that's one. right so i'm oh. i'm just i'm just throwing that out there i thought i found that very interesting i was just kind of scrolling through that's looking cool. at the numbers and it was like boom I was like god oh, what is this one trucker clock okay makes sense okay well i have to <laughs> yeah brush the dirt off i mean that. whenever you're you know when you're when you're digging deep and you don't have a song in the week man that trucker clock cd it might be might be what you dig back to i think uh, break out that red sylvine I, who would have thought red sylvine after yeah. all these episodes well you know man that red sylvine strikes a core dude i never would have found red sylvine had not been for you i don't think you found a lot of the there's <laughs> a lot of stuff crap I probably, yeah no yeah a lot of the country stuff i wouldn't have found because i, I blame my dad he played yeah. all that stuff oh. so you know I don't. I don't particularly say blame. I probably go with thank. We thank your dad. You've instilled it in you. You shared it with me. We're sharing it with the world. Hey, if it makes you happy, then yeah, yeah we definitely are. thank him. Hell yeah! All right, okay. So I I interrupted you. Um, what do you got to? You got anything to chat about this week? Oh well, I you know, I, we got this. Uh, you love these fan theories. I do. I'm a. I've, I've been thinking of the. Uh, uh, footloose tremors. That's really got to you. It? It, it's not. It it's got to me. It doesn't bother me, but I love it. It's it's kind of like uh, the village. It reminds me a little bit of the village. How the parents try to make them believe there was a monster in the right, woods. Yeah, That's yeah. why they had to all wear yellow. The M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, but yeah. actually they were trying to keep them from society. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then the footloose parents. Yeah. No. Same thing. Did not tell them the secret. No. Listen, there are worms. Because they probably would have laughed at them. Oh, yeah. It'd been, like, yeah. You know, all right, is all this rhythmic dancing you're yeah. doing, good mm-hmm. luck. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, we're not going to be here long. You'll have to deal not, with it. Not going to be my problem. Yeah. Low on the bell, Kevin Bacon, you know, had to deal with the guilt. I think you're right, man. That fireball, <laughs> it don't take long. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, comes, it comes right in, man. Yeah, it tastes good, but, uh, yeah. man, you're it's, flying high and you don't yeah, know it. It's coming right in. Yeah. All right, sorry. What what other amazing fan theories do you have? Okay, let's we ever move us along since you're starting to feel it. <laughs> okay, that's um, so I picked out a, you know a classic. I went with the Wizard of Oz. Okay, uh, great fan theory here. What do you got? 
the quote-unquote good witch of the North uh, used Dorothy to gain control of Oz. Oh that's that's God. the theory. Yep. Glenda, the witch of the North, is the one who dropped is the one who dropped the house on the wicked witch of the West. Mm-hmm. Glenda proceeds to tell Dorothy and the Munchkins that Dorothy was the one that killed the wicked witch of the West. Blamed it on Dorothy. Blamed on Dorothy, just like in the movie. Yeah. The Munchkins all celebrate. Dorothy and Dorothy seeing the joy uh, brought by the witch's death uh, accepts it as the truth. I I must have done it, and they're all happy. So, you know, they're in the middle of this party. The Wicked Witch of the East shows up. You know this movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So she shows up and asks what happened to her sister. Guess who takes the fall? Not the not the Wicked Witch of North. Dorothy takes the fall. Uh, Glenda, the, the Witch of the North, proceeds to give the Wicked Witch of the West the ruby slippers, you know, went mm-hmm. on to Dorothy. Yep. Uh, didn't go to her sister. And who, you know, her sister is dead and she can't get any of her possessions. You know, so yeah. she's mad. She's naturally, she should sure be is. angry in normal world. She would be angry. Sure. And it's all pinned on Dorothy. So she's mad at Dorothy. She's not really wicked. She's just pissed off. She's just mad. She didn't get her piece of the action. Well, she didn't get any, anything from her Nothing. sister. Remember her by her sister's dead. And it's all because of this girl from Kansas. So, Fucking Kansas chicks. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. All right, give it to me. Ruby Slippers. We know at the end of the movie that uh, the good witch tells her that all you got to do is tap your ruby slippers together yep. and repeat, there's no there's place, no place like, home. like home. Yep. Why did she not do that when, they, when the slippers first went on her in the land of the munchkins? Maybe you got to go through the journey before the magic slippers get their powers. Maybe, maybe they don't work until you. It's like the Hobbit. You got to deliver the ring. Yeah, but they destroyed the ring. <sighs> Dude, I don't know. The the good witch of North said it, she she wants the slippers. There must be something magical or powerful about them. Okay. The good witch of North always knew there was magic and power. She could have sent her home right away. Now I think she's got to get some miles on those slippers before they work. It's it's like a can it, it's like a static electricity thing rubbing two balloons together. You got to walk in them shoes. Those I can shoes t- are made for walking. Okay, I got you on that because when oh, that, counterpoint when that does happen, if you watch the movie and she's saying there's no place she got her eyes shut and she's saying there's no place I can't right. The Glenda takes her little wand and is uh, rotating the wand behind her head. Why does she have to do that if all the power is in the slippers? It's part of the magic, dude. Part of the magic so two, or Glenda in control? It's a two-part. It's a two-part. you got to tap the shoes and, and wave the wand. This is what Glenda needed to happen. She sent Dorothy to Oz to expose the wizard as a fraud right. and then take out the so-called Wicked Witch of the East in a home invasion attack. With all, <clears throat> with all these people in, the, in a position of power taken out, guess who takes control of Oz? Who's the only one left? The witch. The witch of the north. Glenda is the only one left. The east, the wicked, the wicked witch. I don't know where the wicked witch of the south is. I didn't ever mention her, I don't think. East, west, <laughs> Oz are all gone. Glenda's the only one left, and Dorothy took the fall for all three of their you deaths. You raise a good point. Where is the wicked witch of the south? What's yeah, she up to? I, well, maybe she was already taken out. I think she um, kept her eyes on Dorothy. Uh-huh. The, the whole time to see if she would be a good Manchurian candidate to um, yeah. come to Oz, do all the dirty work, 
keep Glenda's pure oh, image. Right, yeah. At, you know, that she's not a tyrant, that mm-hmm. Dorothy did all this. I think she put uh, the Tin Man, the Lion, the Scarecrow, placed them, strategically placed right. them, gave them jobs to go with Dorothy. Dorothy. That way she would uh, have to fight for something other than herself because Dorothy, being the nice girl that she is, would probably, you know, give up, say, hey, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any drama. <laughs> I want no trouble. But now you're screwing with my friends. Yeah. So I got to defend them. Mm-hmm. I think the bucket that she, uh, whenever the witch lit up the scarecrow, mm-hmm. and she grabbed that bucket and had bad aim and hit the witch, I think there was something in the water that wasn't water that caused her to melt. <laughs> I think Glenda was behind the whole thing. He's getting heavy on this, man. Yeah. Glenda uh, takes control of Oz. She. The, the the good witch of the north is the real enemy of the movie. Okay, she's the Sith Lord of Oz. All right. Next time the you watch Sith it, Lord of Oz. Yeah. Th- next time you watch it, go into it knowing Glenda is the bad person, the really bad person. Okay, watch it from an angle. Right. Okay, and you'll you'll see it. Oh, you'll see yeah. it. Everything she's she set all these things in play. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that a shake, man. We'll see what happens there. I mean, it's a wizard bot. I mean, the problem with fan theories is um, they're fan theories. Th- well, they're for every movie's practically got one, and yeah. it's, it's just like mashups. I mean, you're only going to listen to mashups of songs that you enjoy listening to, right? I mean, there's all kinds of like Harry Potter fan theories out there, but I've never seen the Harry Potter movie, so it, you, know. you haven't seen any of the Harry Potter movies. No, I mean, just cause or. Is there a reason? I don't, I've never had a reason to watch them. You, do you read the books? No. No, I. I, I you just I, have I think no it's a interest younger... in the Harry Potter world. No. No, I just never. Well, it's like you and Lord of the Rings. Right. Just I mean, you never watched Lord of the Rings. No. But not. I, I think you know, Jay. I see. I grew up on Tolkien. Though. Well, I did too. You I read, did. I read The Hobbit in grade school. But why would you not watch the movies? I don't uh, it's just same it's, thing. It's done building. Okay. I never read the book, so why would I watch like the movie? Seems like I saw there's a new Hobbitish type. Is there a new movie coming out? Uh, there's something? a series on or, Amazon. Or is, is it a series on Amazon? Yeah, and there's a lot of. Uh, Are you excited about it? Well, there's a lot of negative news about it. Oh yeah, like what? I don't know. Just um, production and oh. change of um, directors. Just and, trouble. Trouble getting Tr- it done. Trouble producing the gotcha. the, the product. So okay. there's a, a lot of people don't have um, high hopes. Okay. Is what I'm hearing. You'll give it a shake though, right? You'll give it an episode or two. I I'll sit back and hear what people got to say about it before I watch it. Okay. Like I said, man, I just don't sit down and watch stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair unless enough. it's at the drive-in. Unless it's at the, I was gonna say unless it's at the drive-in. Yeah. Speaking of driving, any 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 updates? Any new drive-in news? Anything new there? You ever seen a fight break out at the drive-in? People no. Any kind of altercation? No, no. Uh, people get mad when well, these new cars they you can't turn your battery over and keep the headlights off with a lot of these new vehicles. Oh right, yeah. And, and not old school where they got the old. You know, pull out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you turn the headlights well, off. Well, there's so many of them on. that are like a, a press start, press button start. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the guys that own the drive-in, uh, they kind of watch. Uh, out, they're not security. They just, they just go around on golf carts. They got stuff that cover those headlamps if you have to do it. Right. You know, they'll jump start your car if you if your battery drains, that kind of stuff. Right. 
But um, yeah, see, my wife's car is a GMC uh, Acadia. She has that same problem. Right. We can't turn on the uh, cab speaker, so we got a radio. I mean, like a big speaker radio, and use that. Right. Okay. But then that'd be the only thing that gets people upset. But it's kind of a family environment. I never. Yeah. No, I think everybody kind of understands. You can bring your own beer and all that. Right. Okay. No, it's not like a. I don't know, ugly ass broke country concert or something. Right, sure. No, I just it seems to me that everybody gets along, but it just kind of. I mean, it, at some point, there's got to be an altercation that breaks out. I've been. I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've been. I've never seen one. Okay. Have I acted right? At the, the, the only time I seen somebody piss was my dad. Oh yeah, what he was he mad? Well, you remember? Oh, the first the, time I seen with the boobs. Uh, the first time I seen a naked lady yeah. on the screen. Yeah. was at. The Princeton drive-in. Right. The, and he was mad about it. He wasn't just embarrassed and we got to go. It was anger. I think so. Because okay. he wasn't expecting it. Gotcha. He, he's he's very he was very uptight about that stuff. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. No judgment. But I was like, oh, okay. I mean, are you sure we got to go? I was eight. And I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> I mean, let's see what happens. Surely you're not going to show him again. <laughs> Yeah, no, eh, the dad, he Get don't, in the car. Like, he don't say nothing with dad. <laughs> Just keep it quiet. All right, fair enough. Is that, is that what you got? Yep. Okay. Well, I was going to talk a little bit. I know we're a little late to the game on it, but that whole Motley Crue Poison Def Leppard tour thing went out several weeks ago. You've been following any of that? I've been following the injuries. Yeah, so it started out with what? Tommy had the broken ribs, played five yeah, songs. Yeah, first night. First night, yep, and then uh, and then there was one, I think, in Nashville. Brett Michaels had to go to the hospital, missed, so no poison set that night. COVID, right? I don't know. I, I think never, it was COVID. I never saw what it was. Yeah. So I think they were supposed to be in Jacksonville like two nights later. I was in Jacksonville the night before they were supposed to be there. Um, but everything I saw was like, yeah, he's going to come out and try to sing, so. Okay. And then, uh, then the last thing I saw was, you know, we've talked about Vince Neil and the vocals before. I mean, if have you, you don't know, if have you seen any of the video of him performing on any of these tours? I haven't. I, to be honest, with what I was expecting, it's not bad. No, yeah, because you're preparing for the the worst of the worst, the train wreck of the train wrecks. But, I, we've all seen that. I mean, I, I think we've. I I think we're all just getting used to this. Is what he does. Right, we're I, we're we're accepting mediocrity. Well, we're no longer surprised. Right, I'll tell you what was a surprise. I, um, a couple of months back now, uh, John Bon Jovi had a, he had a rough go of it. Have you heard any of those live shows oh, on this tour? Brutal. It's uh, he brutal. should not be out there. No, I mean he's right there with Don Dawkins and yeah. Vince Neil and. Yep. Whew. Just somebody in the, somebody in their camp just say, you know what? It might be time. There's too many yes men around. Yeah. Everybody's scared to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, a couple weeks behind here, but uh, the Pantera re- reunion. Got uh, Phil and Rex, of course. You the know, singer and the bass player. Yeah, because, of course, Dimebag and uh, Vinny. The brothers have passed, but uh, I think Zach Wild playing guitar, which makes sense. I mean, 
they've always kind of said that. I've always felt that Zach would be the the right guy to I'm do that. I'm surprised he'd do it now. Yeah, I, that's the thing. That's what I'm. That's what I was seeing on the internet. Is people were like, you know, that's this would have been great, you know, ten years ago. Because uh, Dime's been dead for twenty years Something now. Like that, yeah. I think he died in '03. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the drummer from Anthrax, which doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess you got to have somebody. And I'm not saying he's not good. I'm sure he's fine. You know, those Anthrax records are great, but. Okay, well, here's here's my question to you. If Van Halen yeah. did this with Joe Satriani and There's whoever r- There was drugs, rumor, yeah. It, it, let's say Alex didn't go. It's just Michael, Sammy, Joe, and whoever's on drum picking. You can pick whoever. Well, that's, Is that Van Halen? That's chicken foot. It's chicken foot. It's a circle. <laughs> Sammy right, in yeah. a circle. Okay, well, let's put David Lee Roth in there. Okay. David, Michael... Joe Satriani and it, it goes, but you, you know, my, I'm a little elitist with this. I, I don't like, there are certain bands that I don't like unless it's full on original members. Black Sabbath. Didn't want to see him until it was the original four members of Black Sabbath with Ozzy. Yeah. That's why I didn't go on the last tour. Cause, um, um, a different drummer, Bill Ward. Wasn't yeah. There, didn't have know? Bill Ward. Yeah. That um, so yeah, I'm I, you know like I would love to see Led Zeppelin, but even with Jason Bonham, it doesn't feel right. Well, with the ticket price they would charge. Well, I, all that aside, you know, so I I would go to see Jimmy Page. I think with the Anthrax, it's just do you want to see Phil perform Anthrax? Yeah, songs it's it's really just seeing, not. Yeah, it's just seeing Phil and Rex. Zach Wild play Panthera does not. Whoever they play on, they put on guitar. Yeah. Do you want to see Phil and Rex play right. Anthrax songs? That's what you're paying for. Well, not Anthrax, Pantera songs. Pantera songs, sorry. You said Anthrax drummer. You had me confused. Oh, and one now, would you pay to see Dave and Michael do Van Halen songs? Would you pay full price? <sighs> no. How much would you pay? Would you pay it all? 25 25 in the lawn yeah i got you yeah 25 well, that's my point i 20, mean it's not and, and not even in the lawn 25 at a club it's, it's not band halo it's not band yeah no right yeah it's 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 pieces of what you're you gonna pay 200 dollars to see nope yeah exactly no i'm not yeah pay you know five yeah well probably what four dollars a gallon now 450 a gallon whatever, to drive yeah. to whatever town they're in yeah no so that's all I got is just kind of reunion, get to get getting back together news. It's funny. You don't hear much about that Def Leppard doing that Motley Crue poison thing. I've seen a lot about how Joan Jett's kicking ass. Yeah. And then the troubles with Motley Crue, everybody's giving Vince shit. I don't see much about Def Leppard. So they must be doing all right. No, no, but they're professionals. Yeah. They got their shit together. They're low key. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is that it? Is that all we got for opening stuff tonight? Oh, I got a joke. Oh, giddy up. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I want to say the H and the Z, but I don't know what. One's very heavy. The other's a little lighter. Oh my God. These are great. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. Oh, goodness. All right. Jokes you can tell your friends. <clears throat> we'll keep them coming. Presented, keep... By, presented by Wango. If you keep laughing, we'll keep uh, yeah. telling you. Yeah. I'll let you know when it's enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
All right, so uh, I'm going tonight, right? I, now, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be like an epic heavy metal tune. We need some good hard rock in here. What we got? I'm digging deep on this one. This one, this one I went back to, um, and I'll get into it in a minute, but it was a song that appeared in a movie I was watching not long ago, and it's haunted me ever since. And so I felt like tonight was probably the right night to do it. I'm here to talk to you about the song Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Okay. I'm going to, can I go use the restroom? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. I was, I was going without you. All right, bye. <laughs> now, what what don't you like about Cindy Lauper Time After Time? I as I reach for my gold peak, uh, big sugar, real sugar. brewed tea made with zero sugar, whatever zero oh, sugar so means, dirty water, dirty water, or some chemical that sound, tastes sweet, but isn't good for you. Okay. I, I just, what's, what's your piece with flopper? You know, we have not, this is like our third episode and God knows how long. And this is what you come up with. This thing, it's, this song has haunted me. I saw it in this movie. Uh, uh, what movie? Uh, uh, okay. I'll Just, get into it. I'll get into it. Uh, uh, don't let me judge this song. Oh, yeah. Don't let you got judge. to say. Yeah, no, you don't ever judge. It's not what you do. I, I don't go out of my way to listen to the song. I could say, let me say that. Okay. And I will say that this is a song that I won't dial up looking for it, but if it shows up somewhere and it fits very nicely, it's like, man, yeah, that's right. I, it was on MTV in 84. Yep. It was not, you know, no escape in it, but. Yeah, you know, eighty four was how long ago? Yeah, almost long time, forty years. Holy shit, twenty plus. Yeah, shit. What thirty eight? Well, yeah. If you do the math, thirty eight. Thirty eight wow. years ago. That's why I don't go looking for it. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> well, there are songs that come up from the past, and at the time it drove me crazy. This would be one of them. I didn't care for it when it came out during its time, but it's a song that will come on now, and I'll just go. You know what? All right. I'm going to shut up because I know you got good reasons. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> Cindy Lauper, time after time, dig into it here. Um, just going to kind of skim over a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, this was the first hit from her 1983 debut, She's So Unusual. Became a mega pop ballad of longing, leaving, and trying not to look back on a relationship that has ended. Sound about right? You, you go, boy. All right. You got, you're on the roll. Uh, this particular song, as I mentioned, came into my memory recently while watching the Jason Bateman movie, This Is Where I Leave You. Now, uh, Teenage Wolf 2? Just Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2, Teenage sorry. Wolf 2. You're watching the Great Value version. Uh, during the ice skating scene, and, and this song fits perfectly there, and it's one of those where it, it, it was in the scene, it was beautiful, and it was like... And I do like this song. This is not bad. Um, I believe it, like I said, it's called This Is Where I Belong. I believe it's on Netflix. And are you familiar with Jason Bateman? Of course. I'm a huge fan of I will watch it. We all the, grew up this with Jason was, Bateman. This was a pop-up on Netflix, and I saw a picture of Jason Bateman, and I thought, I'm watching it. I will watch anything this guy's in. He tried to get me to watch the Game Night movie. Game what, Night's good. He was in that. What's yep. your, what would you say your favorite Jason Bateman movie is? Ooh. Man. So I've got a list here of kind of my favorites. Um, so Ozark, obviously, on Netflix was okay. great. But it's it's a different Jason Bateman than what you're Dramatic you're Jason Bateman. Um, Arrested Development. That, I remember that one. That TV show was amazingly funny. 
Yeah, they cut ridiculous. it off amazingly short too. Didn't They're they? ridiculously funny. Yeah. Uh, Game night you mentioned. Uh, there's a, a movie called Bad Words. Familiar with that one? No. Uh, he is a an adult who has found a loophole to participate in uh, spelling bee contests with kids. Oh, he's got to pay the price and at he, the end. And, right? and there's a reason. There's a reason he's doing it. He's very bitter through the movie, but it's just it's funny. It's very good. It's very good. It's guy sounds like a, it's a uh, dark humor kind of shit. What was that one movie with? Um... Oh. God dang, what's his name? No, take your time. Go, I'll, I'll think of it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, after bad words, office Christmas party is a good one. Works in an office. I can't. They have a Christmas party. Now you got me. I, I obviously don't follow Jason Bateman. Yeah, all these are striking God. out. Horrible bosses. I, I did see horrible. One bosses. and two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think you're lying. I've seen one for I sure. I think, two, you're, I think I, you're lying to impress me. I think two was not, didn't push any boundaries. So the, nah, it did a little one. bit. Did a little it, bit. Okay. Yeah. Not as, not as heavy as one. Not as, that's why I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Gotcha. Or not. And then uh, obviously Teen Wolf 2, as you meant, or Teenage Wolf 2, as you. Teenage Wolf 2. Yeah. yeah starring Michael Landon. That's the great value version. Oh, he was the, yeah. He was the original Teenage Wolf, wasn't he? Michael Landon? Yeah, uh, Michael J. Fox. Michael Landon's Little House on the Prairie, right? Well, the, the dad from I'm Little going House back to the fifties here. Oh, you're the original oh, teenage. You're going Wolf. original, not remakes. My yeah. bad. I haven't seen the original with Michael Landon. Right. Okay. I just I saw the Michael J. Fox. Yeah. See, I, I haven't caught up to that yet. Okay. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to back to Cindy. Uh, wrote the song with a gentleman named Rob Hyman while having issues. Uh, they both were having issues in their respective relationships. So Rob Hyman, does that name ring a bell with you? No. Okay. Didn't me either, so I got to looking into him. Remember that band, the Hooters? And we danced. Yeah, that's the one. Rob Hyman was in the Hooters. What, uh, lead singer? Or? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Had that rock, folky sound to him. Uh, got the name not from boobs or uh, the restaurant, but from uh, Hooters was named after a type of keyboard harmonica, which I've never heard of. All you zombies in yep. that place. Yep. Yeah, the, and we dance is the one that sticks out with me. Yeah, yeah. That was the big hit. Um, all right, so Rob was involved in writing the song, also sang lower harmony vocals on the choruses. And basically the story of it, as I read it on, uh, oh, let me go back here where I found it. I got it on, there was a, a, a link to American songwriter that kind of, kind of told the story, so I'm relying on them to be accurate with the details. Um, so basically the album's almost done. They got room for one more song. Cindy and Rob just met and basically kick out this jam sitting at a piano the first time they really spent any time together, just kind of came together. Amazing. A song that has that big of an influence on pop culture, which is kind of a... It was a huge hit. Yeah, it was huge. Nobody's denying that. So amazing to me that, you know, just kind of sit down, do it, get it done, and there it is. Uh, a couple of the Hooters guys ended up even being in the band for the record as well, just because they couldn't find the right people to play on the record. So basically, that first record, as I understand it, the Hooters are the backup band on it. And that was before they hit big. Yeah, so it's around that time. I mean, it's all kind of in that area. I, I was thinking they were like a year or two later. I don't know. I don't uh, know I'll look up. it up. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Uh, said so at first, the song had an up-tempo ska beat on piano. 
but eventually it settled down into what it became, which is the, the beautiful ballad that it is. I could see that. I and could what, hear that. And what most impressed me was the song was recorded in mostly one take with some of the instrumentation taking a second take. But essentially the song that you hear on the record on the radio is what I would refer to as the demo version of it. It was really? just a one-two take and done. Perfect. Don't change nothing. It is what it is. Uh, the video itself shows Cindy Lauper playing a woman leaving her lover in the middle of the night to go home to her mom. Her then boyfriend, her mom, and her brother also appear in the video along with uh, Captain Lou Albano, which we've talked about before, who was the dad in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. In uh, the time after time, he appears as a cook in uh, the portion shot at Tom's Diner in Roxbury, New York. Same one as Suzanne Vega's? That's the road it took me down. As soon as I saw Tom's Diner, immediately in my head, it was like, of course. Yeah. So, so kind of dug into it a little bit just to see if there was anything interesting there. Tom's Diner, historic place, like you said, reminds me of the Suzanne Vega song. Got that deep bass line. Reminds me, remember that band Enigma? Remember when Enigma was huge? Uh, wait, what was that? That was... Ja-chuka. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> Sounds like a game show thing. Well, I mean, listen to it now. Okay, it yeah. sounded progressive in nineteen. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enigma, Enigma. Oh, it, and, uh, what was the other one? The other one. I, uh, um, I can't do the. It was some sort of chant. I'll try it. The Gregorian chant stuff. Well, that was the song I was just doing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> got a lot of getting back to me. You got me digging up old stuff. <laughs> And we dance was 1985. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Suzanne Vega got that deep bass line. Reminds me of the band Enigma with a little bit of. There's a little bit of CNC Music Factory flair in it. And uh, <laughs> and and as I was kind of reading about that song, I guess the, the original song was just an acapella version that was on a record, and then this DJ, I don't remember who, DMX or somebody, I'm not really sure who it was, but. They ended up taking the acapella version and putting the music under it, and I guess they were about to sue them for it because they didn't ask for permission before they made this version of it. And at the last minute, it was like, you know what, whatever, put it out. And it became a huge hit. Wow. Yeah. Did they, how much, did they get, did they lose the suit or? No, they ended up not ever filing. At the last minute, they said, you know what, we're not going to bother filing suit on it, whatever. And it ended up being a huge hit. They were filing to stop it. Oh, the early days, huh? Yep, exactly. Uh, the other thing interesting about Tom's Diner, television show Seinfeld. Anytime there's an exterior shot of Monk's Diner, that little diner they're always sitting in having coffee, chatting. Mm -hmm. Tom's Diner. Never watched Seinfeld. God damn it. I told you, man. This I, is... I know, but it bothers me that you don't. You've missed out on all these great things. You want to ask me about Dukes of Hazard, or Love Boat, or right, Fancy, Fancy Island, Island, or all this stuff when I was stuck the at Friday home. Friday night lineup, baby. When I was stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. Once I was able to break free and get out on the weekends, but I'm gone. Tearing through town in the blazer, listening to Ted Nugent. Don't ask me about Teen Wolf movies. <laughs> I was out. I was out. I will be home at midnight. Return to, return to Innocence. Return to Innocence. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. We can't play it. Sorry. <laughs> now you've done it. Oh, now we're going to get blocked. Here comes we? the cease and desist. Uh. Uh, let's see. And the most interesting, the interesting thing that I found in kind of reading about this Tom's Diner song 
It is said to have is said to have been the song that was used in developing the audio compression scheme that became known as MP3, earning Suzanne Vega the informal title among audio engineers as the mother of MP3. I've heard that before. So basically, the guy that was developing MP3 took this song and would do all the compression on it and listen to it and didn't sound right. So he would reconfigure whatever. This was the song evidently he used. God bless MP3s. Yeah. God. Remember having to carry around that whole freaking binder of CDs or case of cassettes? Oh, you put it all on one. Jiminy. I had that CD Walkman I used to jog with. Yeah. With the freaking headphones that yes. should belong at home, not out, you know. And, and MP3s changed yeah. everything. I remember when I first, my buddy Jason had this huge computer set up. And I remember going over to this house and. He was ripping CDs, converting them to MP3s. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I can put all of these on my computer. Yeah. And at the time, it was like, that was mind blowing. That sounds amazing, but how do you travel with it? Was my first thought. And here we are. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. All right. So back to Miss Lopper. Time after time, bittersweet song. Let's go back 38 years from. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, back to bittersweet song with a dark side, but an uplifting side as well. It's not by means. It's not a happy song by any means, but I kind of feel like it's a hopeful song. I'm guessing this is your first CD you ever bought. No. What was not. the first CD you ever bought? First CD I right, ever. Eighty four was the year. God. And maybe it was eighty five. I know the first cassette I ever bought, but I don't know about what the first CD was. Hey, you're thinking eighty five, probably. Well, the problem. I didn't have a CD until eighty six, eighty seven. God, probably much later than that. My dad bought one in 85. I know the first... So 85, I would have been 15. The first... So that's still cassette era stuff for me. He bought three CDs that day. It was... He bought Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And my brother suggested the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Okay. So you got that. And then uh, the Phil Collins face value. Yes. My first CD I ever bought was in 86. I know it was 80. Yeah, it was ACDC, Who Made Who. Right. That was my first CD. Okay. Yeah, I was 86. God, it, 86, man. I was 16, man. I was cassettes until, I was cassettes until I was at least 20. Okay. If I had to guess at what my first CD was, I'm going to guess it was probably a ministry CD. Land of Rape and Honey? No, it, it might have been a Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. Okay. Because that feels about the time I would have been making the conversion. And at the time, I was working at the record store, too. So there were a lot of demos coming in. So a lot of that had to do with, I probably ought to get a CD player, because now I have all these CDs that I can't play on anything. Yeah, my buddy, buddy man had a portable nice. CD player. Yes, God knows what he paid for it. And it's battery school. operated, and you got the little cord uh, that goes to a cassette that you yeah. drop into the cassette player. Yeah, so Sweet. every weekend we were going down to, you know, Cats or yeah. somewhere and buying a CD mm-hmm. with those big cardboard Big cardboard box. boxes, yeah. Yeah, never, yeah. yeah. That's how you I, did it. Yeah, it was, it was a good time to be alive. Oh, it was a great time to be alive. But pardon my interruption. No, that's all right, man. Jump in. 
Uh, but again, the time after time, bittersweet song, dark side, uplifting side. It's not a happy song, but I believe it is a hopeful song. I, I like the message that if if you you know you'll always find me, I'll always be there for you. It's not working out now, but if you ever need me, let me know. Well, that's what kind of like me. that message. She was leaving, right? Yeah. But if you fall, I will catch you. Well, how am I? How are you going to catch me if you're if you're gone? I think I think it's it, I think it's the 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 lyrical way of just saying, hey, it's not working out, but I'll always be there for you. And that's how the relationship should end. Well, no, you're not going to be there for me. You're leaving. Well, it's a different, <laughs> lo- different, different <laughs> levels of, of needing you, you know. Don't call me because you're lonely, but if you really need me, I'll be there. It's a one-sided conversation, so. Okay. Because the other side would say... I, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Is that what the other side would say? No, you're wrong. Yeah. If I, if I fall, I know you're not going to catch me. You ain't going to be there. You ain't going to be there. Why don't you just go? Why don't you just go? You don't want to be gone. Go. Yeah. Time after time. Time after time. That's right. What the hell is that I mean? keep falling. You ain't ever here. <laughs> Uh, song has been covered by many folks. The only one I'm really going to mention is the great Willie Nelson has done a cover version of it. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard it. I haven't looked it up, but I bet it's amazing. Uh, and, and for me personally, this is, I, I view this song as the song that got away. Because as you may or may not recall, in our earliest discussions of, hey, let's put a band together and record noise and have fun doing it. Yep. This was one of the first songs that popped into my head that thought, man, I would love to do a cover version of this. You've never mentioned that. No, shut up. You've ne- I've you're never heard your, you mention that. You're out of your mind because Mickey would be great at the vocals. I've never heard you mention that. You're stoned. I may have been. You need some tea with some sugar in it. That's why I quit drinking liquor. <laughs> no, but there, yeah, this is a song that for years and years I've always thought, God, I wish we would just sit down and do it. And it was it was one of the earliest. This might be after Mickey's poetry reading song. He had many of those. Well, I know, but the first one, the one that kind of started it all with the little four-track thing. It was around that time. I was living in Newburgh in that little house. I wouldn't... I came in late to that. Maybe. Maybe it was just... Remember, me, I, maybe it was a me and Mickey thing. I don't know. It was just you and Mickey. Maybe it was, but... Yeah. I didn't come in until... The record was almost The baseline, that awful baseline on <laughs> Angry Dwarves. Okay. That was my only, only... That's the only contribution I had. All right. Yeah, so that was, that's Mickey. Okay, so about. maybe it was just a me and Mickey thing. I don't yeah. know. But I remember it very well. Um, but I still regret that we never just sat down and did it. And like I said, well, I, I think going, Mickey would be perfect. We're going to see Mickey. Man. And it's not like he needs to practice. It might be time. He's so natural. After time. <laughs> to do it. <laughs> he's just naturally born. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he could do it. Yeah. yeah. He's give him a lyric sheet. Because the other one that we talked about doing and never did was uh, The Stones Miss You. Emotional rescue. Oh, it was emotional rescue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. God, I always thought it was Miss You. He he had that. Maybe that's why we never got it together. It's two different songs. I think he, I think he'd fit perfectly on that one too. Is there nothing I could say or that's nothing I could do? So good. So yeah, Mickey good. was much better. <sighs> all right. So in conclusion, uh, looking into the song takes me all over the place. Whether it be going to the Hooters, Tom's Diner, Suzanne Vega. Blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those, I hear it, and then I look into it, or I think of something, and it takes me down another road, then it takes me down another road. Definite, definite rabbit hole kind of song for me. So 
Um, all of this, you know, all, all of this to say, I think this is one of the greatest songs in my opinion. I really, at the time, didn't care for it. But when I hear it now, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, that is a very good song. <laughs> Uh, because it was placed in a movie that's where that's where it came back into my life because it's not something you hear on the radio now i don't go looking for it but when it when it came into play that's the memory i have of it now is that scene in that movie and of seeing the that happens a lot the ex-girlfriend yeah i mean it was it was him seeing some ex-girlfriend or something and it was just like it was perfect it was perfect for that it yeah, was perfect I, and so that's the memory of time after time i carry with me now God. because you probably would never have thought felt this way about the song until that no, moment. it wouldn't. Have, it, it probably wouldn't have, have struck so hard had it not been for that. If I'd have just heard it, I might have gone, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good song." Yeah, well, it's like you know, mine would be "Double Vision" by Foreigner. Ugh. I brought this up before. I I heard it in a Burger King double cheeseburger promotional commercial. Right. right. So now, when I hear "Double Vision" you, on Classic Rock, I start only think salivating. Of, I only think of Burger King double cheeseburgers. Right. Which I never go out my way for. And when you say double or Burger King, double cheeseburgers, I automatically think of Darius Rucker. Oh yeah, <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, that 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 hootie to Darius transition where he did that. He's buried that, hadn't he? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked. It up in not. A, I haven't looked it up in a while. But man, every now and again, when I just need a good pick me up, that's if if you're sitting around, look up Burger King commercial with hootie or Darius or whatever on YouTube. That's it's, good shit. Man. He changes the lyrics on the. Like, was it Gumdrop, Gumdrop Candy Mountain? Something like that, yeah. Which is like in uh, Old yeah. Brother with Arthel, the beginning of Old Brother with yep. Arthel. Yeah. So if it's been a while since you've listened to Miss Cindy Lauper's Time After Time, give it another shake, you never know. And then definitely just go see every Jason, Jason Bateman movie. Like I said, if I see Jason Bateman's in something, I'm watching it. Well, give me one movie, because I'm not going to watch them all. What, it, what would you say oh, is classic you, Jason Bateman? You've seen Horrible Bosses. Yeah, and that's good. It's good. I mean, I feel like Office Christmas Party is very entertaining, and I also feel like Bad Words. But Bad Words is like a dark humor. Now, that's the one with... Uh, the Spelling Bee. The Spelling Bee. Yeah. It was Election uh, with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Matthew... Um, oh. McConaughey? Not McConaughey. Modine? Um, oh, the dude married to Sex and the City, Jessica Chick. Uh, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here it is. You've never seen that movie. It came out in 99. I've seen it. I've seen it. He it's been purposely tries time. to get Reese Witherspoon to lose. Okay. And it blows up in his face. I may have to go back and check that out. It's it's interesting movie. Okay. Yeah, if I, if I, I mean, if you're wanting something light and goofy, I'm going to say Office Christmas Party. If you're wanting something that's a little darker, I'm going to say Bad Words. Overall recommendation, and I'm really thinking about restarting it. I've already watched. I watched it when it was on originally. I've rewatched the series. I think two other times. But man, that Arrested Development—that's his uh, crown jewel. Huh? That's it's it's so good for me. It is so good. And I mean, there's there's one scene. I know when it's going to happen. I've seen it a thousand times. I think about it often, and when I see it. <laughs> I will, I will, I will laugh so hard I will tear up. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's good. So that's my that's my recommendation for you if you want to get to the Jason Bateman game. Uh, game night's good. Probably not the best one, but 
Okay. Other than that. Arrested development, it is. All right. Oh, see, I don't believe you, though, because it's going to take a commitment. If I try. If, if I try, if it it's will gonna, be that. It's going to take a commitment from you. So I'm going to say either go bad words or go uh, office Christmas party. Because that's going to be a two-hour, that's going to be a two-hour, hour and a half, maybe, dedication on your part versus five or six seasons of Arrested Development. Okay. So I think Office it's more, Christmas party. I think that's more realistic for you. I'm writing it down. And then when you're done with that Office Christmas party, I know we talked about it before. Did you ever watch that Four Christmases? I tried to. I tried to. I watched the first 30 minutes, and I turned. I tuned out. I can't buy Vince Vaughn, who's seven right. foot, and Reese Witherspoon, who's four foot. Right. Did you at least get to the part where they go to his dad's house? I don't recall that. You'd know. <laughs> you I would, would know. Yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. You, I didn't make it that you far. You ducked out too early. Yeah. You got to get through that first. You got to get. You got to get through the ground. The work. relationship build up and all that. Yeah. You got to get through all that. Yeah. I didn't get there. I get through it. Oh. I'm going to recommend you go back and give it another shake. But see, I tried. I did try. Okay. On your recommendation, right. I did try. Your try is st- stopping it and walking away versus I'd watch the whole thing and then say, yeah, not for me. We do it different. Yeah. It's not I, I right or wrong. To, I need to pick it up. Yeah. I'll pick it up from wherever I left off. Pull your weight, dude. Yeah, at least get to that scene. I mean... This that that scene where they go to his dad's and then uh when they go to her mom's church. Okay. That's where it's at. Okay. That's, All right. That's the meat of the situation. I'll get back with you in uh four months. You're right, yeah. Yeah, we'll save it. Five yes. months. Save it up till November. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Uh anything? You've already done your joke. No, we're good. So that's it. All right, very good. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget about the socials, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. And shoot us an email at every playlist tells the story at gmail.com. Thanks, y'all.